This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. In economics, identifying turning points in rates, growth and employment is never easy. With interest rates in the US and Australia heading towards, or maybe at a peak, and inflation slowly cooling, it's time to check in on what it means for investors. Today, I'd like to welcome back to The Point, Tim Hext, Head of Government Bond Strategies at Pendle. Tim, welcome back to The Point. Good to be back. Thanks, Sean. Where do we stand on rates and growth, thinking primarily US and Australia? I think in the US, it's still the case that uh, we are going to have a, a very mild recession at some point. It's proving a little bit longer than some people were thinking may happen, but they've now had five and a quarter percent of rate hikes in just over a year. It's a very fast pace and the impacts are starting to come through on the consumer side now, albeit slower than people thought. The one thing that's keeping the economy ticking over still quite well is employment. You know, the idea that there was a backlog of jobs from last year, which was still getting filled early this year, is the case. But even in employment now, we're starting to see early signs of a slowdown. I think in Australia, we're in a slightly different position where the chances of recession are far lower. And that's mainly because of population growth, remembering that GDP measures the overall output of the economy. So you add workers in and the output goes up, and we've got quite strong uh, growth at the moment on the immigration side. So I think that will save us from a GDP recession, but if you were to look at GDP per capita, there is definitely a possibility we'll have a GDP per capita recession. So in other words, the economy will be better off, but individually we may not feel that way. Okay. With that in mind, what are the key indicators you're keeping a close watch on to see if the US does go into recession, to see if Australia or how much Australia slows? Yeah, I mean, again, it's, as I mentioned, it's all about it. This 2023 is all about employment and wages. I think inflation in and of itself is now sufficiently well behaved that most people feel comfortable in the direction, even if the levels remain more elevated than most people would like. So I think the focus very much is on employment and wages, but you've got to remember both of them, particularly wages, are very lagging behind what happens. What we're seeing now is almost from what was happening six to 12 months ago. And those things are going to keep remaining sort of, maybe not strong, but remainingly well behaved into the end of this year. And that's going to stop any sort of chances of rate cuts. But as far as the central bank's concerned, there is the likelihood they will look through those numbers and take on a more holistic picture of the economy and just be happy to keep rates where they are for quite some time. And that's certainly our core view, both in the US and Australia, that we uh, either have seen the last or very close to have seen the last rate hike of this cycle. Okay, Tim. So you mentioned wages. On the wages front, what are we seeing? Well, it's a very interesting point, and actually in wages at the moment, we've got a couple of uh, important milestones coming up. The main one being the minimum wage, which we expect to be announced in the next couple of weeks. Plenty in the press about that being close to the inflation rate now. Right here, right now, inflation is 7%, but it's, it's very quickly going to be heading down towards 6 and 5%. But there are some thinking this window means that you might see a minimum wage outcome closer to 7 I would have thought an outcome near a six would probably be more reasonable there. But the other thing, of course, is is on the government side, um, private sector wages are close to 4% at the moment. Public sector is still closer to three. 
And you are seeing across numerous fronts, with Labor governments now in place in New South Wales and federally, a little bit more pressure on the government, perhaps, to uh, increase wages. So the federal government has offered federal workers uh, 4% this year, falling to 35 and then 3 in the following years, which currently the unions have knocked back. But in New South Wales, there is a lot of pressure on the Labor government to get rid of the 3% wage cap, which has been running. And if that were to happen, you're far more likely to see outcomes 4% or above. So definitely, as I mentioned, wages are a very lagging indicator, but you are going to see wage outcomes probably above 4% into the end of this year, which will keep people thinking the Reserve Bank's under pressure. But I think the Reserve Bank is kind of expecting this, and it is already factored into where they have monetary policy right here, right now. Okay, so you're, you're reasonably calm then that even that sort of outcome in terms of wages growth won't do too much to push or to, to stop the fall in inflation. Yes, I do think that's the case. You know, wages obviously the biggest cost for most businesses, so there will be some sort of pressure on businesses to perhaps try and recover that. But I think what you're seeing in the private sector is we're already there. This is more a public sector outcome. And the public sector outcome just means a little bit more public sector debt as opposed to the government pushing up its prices. So I think it's more going to be a public sector story for the second half of this year. The private sector will remain strong, but I think we've seen the largest increase already in the private sector. Okay, so the $64,000 question, what's it mean for investors? Well, I think what we've been saying for a long time remains the case that, you know, we are in the zone where you need to be making sure you've got bonds and fixed interest in your portfolio in sufficient quantities for the medium term. We've been saying that 10-year bonds up towards 4% represent good medium-term value. Anywhere about 3.5% we think represents some value. They did briefly get down towards 3%, which perhaps looked a bit less interesting to us. But, you know, in the more medium-term picture, anywhere around 35 to 4% is going to be value. And that's simply because overnight cash rates are currently 385. As I said, I don't think they're going high. If they were, it would probably only be one more hike. But, you know, assuming they stay around 4% for the next six to 12 months before coming back down to more like two and a half, three as the economy and inflation corrects. So the chance to lock in 10-year rates closer to 4% is something that everyone should be taking. So that remains our case. We're getting another chance for yields moving back up there right at this point in time. Our 10-year bonds are back to 360 now. So, um, yeah, investors should be taking advantage of this. So it sounds like fixed income and government bonds specifically are kind of doing what they're supposed to do again. Yeah, exactly. As we've been saying, the the correction from what was expensive levels is, is now over. You know, and you look at it, I mean, you can buy a, well, you can buy a government bond, as I said, for 360 now, but state government bonds, uh, you can buy for around 4.5%. In other words, you, you're getting a risk-free asset 4.5% for the next 10 years. And that's going to provide you good value, but more importantly, good insurance if we were to see the rate hikes uh, have too big an impact on the economy, which is always a possibility. It's not our central forecast. We enter some sharp slowdown. But we are in slightly uncharted territory up here, and that chance is much more elevated than it would normally be. So the protection offered by bonds is something you do want. So picking time on these things is always very hard. Uh, Sitting right here right now, things still look pretty good. But you are starting to see, as mentioned before, the squeeze starting to hit consumers both here and the US, and that's going to feed out through the economy in in the period ahead. Thank you very much, Tim. Oh, no worries, Sean. That was Tim Hex, Head of Government Bond Strategies at Pendle. You've been listening to The Point podcast from Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer.